Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the ABZ Show with me, your host, Abe. Today, we have somebody very special, and actually, it's the first podcast out of Qatar uh, that I'm doing. So uh, please help me welcome Steve. Hi, Steve. Hello, Abe. How are you doing? Thanks so much for having me on the show today. It's a real privilege. I know. The, pl- the pleasure is all mine. I've, you know, I've heard, actually, quite a bit of your uh, guests. I know... Some of our uh, companies that we've invested in actually come on your show as well. So uh, I'm looking forward for this. It's special for me. The show is wonderful. You get to speak to so many different people that that are making actually a real difference in the sporting industry, um, whether that's a, a sportsman, sports lady, um, whether it's a business, whether it's somebody that's that's just gone out of their way um, to make make a difference. And that's what the podcast is about. And it's it's just a wonderful, wonderful platform to to talk from. I agree with you, and I and I, I really like um, and I genuinely admire what you're trying to do for the whole sports tech community um, out of Qatar because um, these entrepreneurs need another channel for them to really relay what they're trying to do. And some of these projects are like super cool. Like uh, I'm currently involved with a couple of them, and you know it is definitely uncharted water, and it's something that. People need as much guidance as possible as, and a lot of them are serial seasonal entrepreneurs. So uh, they're not, you know, your first time uh, trying something. So uh, that's why I'm very, very happy a, to have you on board because I want to share with you and I want you to share with me some of your experiences with talking to some, some of these people. It's funny you should say that. It's it's like, and, and I know that we've we spoke about this at great length in, in the past. Um, this week we've we've interviewed um, uh, eight of the cohorts with Qatar Sports Tech, which you know that I'm a massive fan of. I think that, and and you're you're a part of that as well. The the company that you're you're with is a part of that, and it just amazes me how much the standards is is increasing increasing every time a new sports um, a cohort will come through. Um, and the stories they've got to tell and and the journeys. And I, I think that's the key to it is, is it, as you said, they are tried and tested. They are at the accelerator program level, um, but the stories are just incredible. It's just, it's just a fantastic, I'm, I'm privileged, I, I really am, to get to talk to these guys and to build some type of relationship. And I, I be, believe me, even with Zoom, you build a relationship with these guys because you're, you're living their dream, you're living their experiences, it's, it's, it's brilliant. And, and you know what, um, I do agree with you. Uh, and that's the beauty of running uh, such programs, the quality of the companies, uh, not saying even the beginning ones weren't good. I'm just saying the quality keeps getting in better and better. It's because A, the program gets more recognition globally. So people want to fight to get in. And B, um, there's enough understanding from the team on the ground to understand what is needed out there. So they would look to fill in certain gaps in the market. And that's where, you know, with the gaps comes huge opportunity. And so bigger companies are shooting uh, for these opportunities. And that's why you get better names, better technology, better founders and all that. And I see that throughout. And hopefully we would keep uh, that program running until uh, the World Cup in uh, Qatar in 2022. So that's something I'm really forward for. I find your job incredibly difficult because you have to, you've got to listen to the... You, you could have 50, 60, 70 of these companies and you've got to windle it down to 10 or you've got to windle it down to even more. 
I don't know how you can do that. Who are you to, to be able to kind of kind of sit down and go through each one and see which one could potentially go on to be that unicorn or to look at it and see as that that business or as that startup idea has that got the potential and that's incredibly dif difficult and a, a massive responsibility you've got there I, I i still don't know because we're all there's all always a critic right so you kind of you look at what you've chosen and somebody's made comment on those those um on those cohorts to say well i don't know how they got in i don't know how these would have made it but but actually, they've all got their reasons why they get there. And 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 it, it again, it with the investor or with the, the judge or with the person, you never know. You've got to you never know what they're exactly looking for. And you've got to kind of just make sure that you've got a rounded product to, to appeal to everybody. And uh, yeah, listen. Um, so just to give you a heads up, um, the last program, I think almost 600 companies applied. <laughs> and uh, you know. It's sad to say how some of the filtering techniques, how to get to at least to the top 50. And that's when, you know, we start, you know, going with a fine comb um, across, um, across everything. Um, I can tell you what I always look for personally at that level of a company that we always shoot for. Founders and founder stories and founders history is around 65% of our perception of what companies need to get in. We look for the founder because obviously um, the great, the biggest test for all these startups was COVID, right? Uh, and to see the founder turn their business around during COVID to pivot, this is why we focus heavily at when uh, a company that early to do, um, you know, to on the founder himself or herself. Uh, or on the founding team. And it's very, very important to see how, um, okay, I use my own lingo here, but very fluid, yet how uh, risk averse are these people? Because um, what I find uh, from my experience, and not in sports, but in general, the, the older the entrepreneur, the more experience they got, but the harder they move around, yet the young entrepreneurs are completely opposite. They would they might be gung-ho and just pivot immediately before even doing the whole research, right? So um, it's a very fine comb. And then obviously we look at the numbers, we look at the product. Is it is it just, you know, is it smoke? Is it not? And, you know, and we've been fooled before. And, you know, everybody who runs an accelerator globally can tell you they've been fooled by, you know, something here or another or something that looks like it works, but it doesn't, you know? So I'm sure you, you've, Cross a couple of them. Yeah, and and yet you, you you're right. You are right, and it is difficult. And it's but but once you start talking to them, you can you can kind of see how they're going to do it. They you can you can believe. You can see the determination. You can and and I suppose that's where I'm I'm lucky that I get to interview these guys, and it's such a pleasure because you just see the light in the eyes, you know, and you see the passion and you see the way that they talk and you see what they've achieved and you, and, and as experience, cause I am, I'm, I'm getting on now 54 years old, but I, I have got that experience. But as you said, you've got an element of fear in the movements that you make. You've got, because you've been through it, there's some fear factors that you have and that's limiting, but you see these guys and you just envy them because they just go and get it. If they, like that, like the one that I, there's, there's one field of, um, 
field of vision. Um, it's one of the cohorts, and I'll, I'll give a special one because they've got this device where, where you, a, a guy can, or a lady or somebody, somebody with impaired vision can go to a game. They've got a box. They've got, they've got the button where they can put their finger on it so that it will dictate where the ball of play is. There'll be sounds and vibrations that will indicate what's happening within that game. And they were sitting in their bedroom just over a year ago and they came up with this concept, three of them, three that they, they spent all their, their, um, their, in their university together. And then all of a sudden they come together and they bring some magic to the table. And, and that is the most, that is so impressive to me. That's just, that's just when, as you said, what did they do? What problems did they solve? How did they, they look at something? And it wasn't anything to do with them. They didn't have anybody in their family that had impartial sight or, um, they just went and said, hey, listen, we get this really, really um, fantastic feeling with sport. Let's try and open it up to others. And that's that special. And there are so many companies out there. I could I can name five or six on this cohort that are just they've got something. They've all got something really special, but they all started and they all had problems in this covid period where they just went forward. They just drove forward. It's, it's special to see. No, I agree. I agree. And. Um, you know, that program, uh, you know, um, we run a couple of programs in MENA, but that program in uh, Qatar, we actually, I saw quite a bit of innovation. And I'm I, like, I would say myself, including yourself, actually, we're kind of lucky because we're kind of ahead of uh, on the curve of innovation because we kind of see what's coming in, right? If these kids, um, I'm calling them kids because, you know, we're uh, an, or much older, when the, these guys sitting in their bedrooms in university, coming up with ideas like that, and believe me, there's been a lot of cool ideas like that idea, and coming up with that kind of innovative idea to, you know, uh, to include uh, more people, you know, for the love of the game, and, and not, you know, and again, there is nothing wrong, Steve, with uh, taking an idea from somewhere in the world and localizing it to the local market. There is nothing wrong with that. Um, that just shows you uh, we need more of those because that's, you know, but we also need on the other spectrum, side of the spectrum, the, the innovative ideas, you know, the people that wear devices that can measure, you know, 180, uh, uh, you know, vital uh, things the body's doing while you're exercising or a machine that tells you if you're tired or not. And those, those are like needed uh, innovations, you know, it's not, uh, it's not, you know, not all humans are not made equally. So they're, you know, there's different sets. And, and that's what I really, really admire about that program. You're, you're hundred percent right. And as you said, there are two, because we're, we, we've got a company called Sutien. We've got a, um, we've got a website called Business Startup Qatar. It's, it's, they're going really well. We're advisors, we're consultancy, but the, the, the key to this is you, you said what we try to do with Qatar, especially, is it we, 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 the two things, as you said, the two types of things. One is that come just, you don't sometimes have to reinvent the wheel, right? You don't have to go out there and think to yourself, you've got to come up with a new concept. All you've got to do is find something that works and adapt it to your, your, your region or wherever you are. And sometimes that, that, that's the smallest of changes that you have to make, but it could make the biggest of difference. And I think that's that's where we try to encourage, especially with locals here in Qatar, is to look up and say, hey, listen, just knowledge share. Look at what other people are doing around the world and see how you could adapt it to your culture and your market. 
And that's, it's as simple as that. And it's, it's, that's what we try to do. And then you get the other ones where, where all of a sudden they come with a concept. And sometimes you don't, you don't see it the first time. You don't, you don't grasp it. And then all of a sudden the light bulb goes, up, the, goes on and you go, whoa, that was special. And it's, it's, it's the makeup. But it, the, the marketplace out there at the moment is so buoyant. It's, it's kind of everybody's waiting and they're trying to push it forward. Um, let's, let's see. I think we're going into a massive growth area. Well, the, the technology side of things is, is growing. But I think that, that um, I think there's so many areas that are going to just boom as soon as this COVID is, is worked out. I agree and I agree and, and and honestly, let's talk about the other side of this as well, because I know we were talking before we got on. Um, so I, I'm going to have I'm going to make a little comment about exactly what you said. And a lot of people are, you know, come up with great ideas and then they do not want to share them with anybody or because they don't know how to do certain things or because people can steal other people's ideas. And, uh, you know, I, and I've had a lot of people re reach out to me and say, Abe, I have a great idea. Can I run it by you? And I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. He's like, but you need to sign an NDA. You know, out of, out of, you know, me being Abe and nice, sometimes I'll sign an NDA, but sometimes I'll say, no, you know what? Because, because it's never an idea. It's in execution. You know what I mean? I keep telling people, you know, let's create another Amazon. Let's create another eBay. Let's create another big companies. It's not about... These are money-making businesses, but how are you going to be different than Amazon and eBay? It's execution and your strategy, you know, like, and usually the people, honestly, I got to tell you something, and this is usually people that makes me sign an NDA are 90% of the time, they're people with, honestly, an idea that I've heard of at least 10, 15 times in my life. It's not anything new because, uh, but they say there's a twist. I'm like, all right, the twist. But how would they prove the twist if they've never built anything? Do you get what I'm saying? Like operationally, it makes a lot of sense. And that's why, you know, when I said about founders, when we look for founders, I always like to find people who have a mix of, you know, like worked at least seven to 10 years in their life, then became entrepreneurs because they, they would understand the mechanics of how something would work. And they would understand the mechanics of, running a company or working in a company, you know what I mean? Not like completely kids coming out of university. You know, they, you know, like I started something coming out of university and I didn't know anything about HR, I didn't know anything about accounting, I didn't know anything about that. And I believe me when I told you, I paid dearly for it, you know, because, you know, somebody just came in and took up the whole company and they said, oh yeah, there's no contract. So I'm going to take your idea and run. It. Um, so those are lessons learned. And this is what the accelerators they're made for because we address people's blind spots, you know what I mean? Because a lot of people might be great at what they do, but they're they're not great at business development. They're not great at technical, product development, HR, marketing, whatever. I think those are the, the things that you, you said, and I, I, I especially um, that I see is that people have always got this this kind of, oh, this is, this is mine. Don't tell it. No, nobody's looking. Okay, I'm going to whisper it. I, I, I don't, there's two things. We do do NDAs. Let me, without a shadow of a doubt, we do. We do NDAs because there are some clients that are, are, are really strict, and and again, we'll do them. But there's two documents that I'm, I'm that, that I don't particularly like. One is a MOU, mem, a memorandum of understanding. I think they're they're not worth the paper they're written. I know why it's being done, and it's a glorified handshake, but. It's, it's something that you've got to be come to terms with. Don't think it's anything that you've done signed there 
that's going to be legal in standing. It's 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 just not. It's it's sometimes a little bit of hype and and PR. But and and then the, the NDA. The NDA is yeah. Somebody if you've got some tech uh, technology that you want to protect, yeah, no problem. But um, it's 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 horses for courses, and and whatever clients are cuff, comfortable with, we'll do. But we try, as you say, we've got a bit of experience and we try to give them the best understanding. We're, we're, one of the, our biggest skills is empathy. Empathy, is that the right word? It's understanding a client, where a client sits. If he's got, if they're confident, hugely confident, it's trying to, to gauge that and to deal with them in that particular way so that you can gain the respect for them and then they'll warm to you. And then you can guide them as well with the way that you react. I've had it with a, a client that, that she said to me, you're too soft, you're too soft. I, I, I want somebody more, more kind of direct. I want somebody more direct. And I said, okay, no problem. No worries. It's, it's, it's my style. It's not the way that I do business, but let's kind of, let's work on it. You carry on, you find somebody else. She came back to me after three months saying, I just want to learn more about how to be nice as well as the other side, be firm, be fair. You know, and, and that's something that you've got to teach these young startups and sometimes teach the experienced ones as well. Because as you said, there's sometimes your experience in one specific field. I say it like this. Sometimes I say it like this and I, I interpret. Somebody says to me, I want to build a website. I say, OK, no problem. You want to build a website. Let me give you five factors that you need to consider. And I hope I get all these factors right now. But let me give you five factors. One image perception is everything so make sure the design is up to scratch okay search engine optimization don't build something and nobody can find it make sure you've got that in place content management make sure that you can be updating that on a regular basis make sure that you've you've got the power to tell people and you can bring content to the, the masses and two, make sure that that website is developed in a certain way or a certain platform so that if that that um, the, the developer then all, all of a sudden walks away, you've got something that can be interpreted or it's it's got a good standing. SEO, WordPress. I know that there's some security things there, but there's five implementations that you need to do, those, those five fundamentals. So I always say that, but if you try to then put that into business, you need your content, make sure that the content is good, make it sure you've got a platform to shout for, make sure that you're updating people on a regular basis, always reinvent something to be able to go back to those clients and say, we've done something special. So all of those fundamentals, I try to fit in everything I, I, I do. And I try to say that to clients, is, is it that, and, and another one, if I could put in there as a team, make sure that you've got the team and you pull them all together. I say to them, which is most important, um, which is the, the priorities? And if you've got a designer, he'll say image and perception is everything. If you've got a developer, he's going to say developer. What At the end of the story, they're all coming together. They've got to come together because if they're not all pulling together as one, you've got nothing. You've got elements of your business that will work, but the elements that you've not taken care of, it'll find it, business will find your weak points, especially when you start growing. It's going to find every little weak point in your business. So make sure that you try to get those fundamentals right first. That's the only thing that I would say. And, that, and that's what I try and teach people. It's not rocket science. It's, it's just making sure that you build a magnificent team and you hit those fundamentals. I agree. You know, um, even like, cause I, I do give, um, you know, to double down on what you're saying, I do give out uh, in every cohort that we ran in MENA, sports and non-sports, I give the scaling workshop. And in my, okay, other than cash for scaling, am I? Uh, the most important pillar in scaling 
is obviously people and team because team are responsible for strategy, implementation of the strategy, and actually the direction of the company. So team is, is something, and you know, and I keep telling people and I keep telling founders, and it's true, like, uh, it's funny you mentioned that. When we ask companies that, uh, by the way, well, who, who would you be, who would you hire first as your first hire? And obviously the designer always like, you know what? I need a better designer to help me, you know, whatever. And then uh, the tech guy is like, oh, we need a security expert because we need to make sure our tech is secure, um, you know, and, and so on and so on. And a salesperson with will, will definitely say, you know, the lifeline of the company is the sales and so on. But then, and then they do the first two weeks of business canvas, you know what I mean? Where they sit down and address what needs to be done. And then we ask them this question again. And honestly, 99% of the time, it's always, it's, it's always changed, but it's always, we need to hire our first sales guy or we need to hire like a tech guy to finish our stack. And those are the two answers. And suddenly, you know, all these other like nice to haves become nice to haves and not must haves. And it's a very interesting because I think the first two weeks in our programs, uh, that business canvas aspect is so important. It's so engaging that people say, I've been running my business for a year blind, literally. You know what I mean? And they say, okay, now we understand who our customers are, what's our segments that we need to target? Who should we partner up with? It's a very intensive two weeks. I've ran that exercise so many times that I like right now, every time I sit with a company, I draw it out. But you should see the light in people's eyes after the two weeks. It's just now they gave them, they're even more fired up because now they know that their business can go somewhere, you know? Uh, 100%. And all right, so... We will continue the other half of this conversation with a part two of the episode. Watch out for it next week. See you.